the survival guide to life a podcast about how to win in life every second physically mentally spiritually financially consistently hey guys it's amar with another episode of survival guide to life uh on this episode we have a old roommate and an old uh, classmate of mine muhammad kamara we studied Arabic together. We did a nine-month immersive course. He came from Milwaukee, and I came from the city, and we studied in the suburb of Lombard in Illinois. Um, we're going to go into a lot of stuff, but just really quick, want to touch on the importance of learning a second language and the benefits of it. So, Mohammed, how many languages do you know, bro? Uh, currently, I would say four. Which four are they? Uh, my native language, Mandingo, um, the national language in my country, French, uh, English, of course, and uh, Arabic that I learned through my religious studies. So, um, after you, like, learned the second language, do you say it was easier to learn the rest? Yeah, I, I found that, um, like, as you progressively, like, learn languages, they become easier as you go on because a lot of languages have things in common like in terms of grammatical structure and stuff like that so learning french um as a second language early on in life definitely made it easy for me to learn other languages like how old, were you, how old were you when you learned french um well i started primary school in french so i don't know maybe from the age of like six seven years old so you could say that was your first language. Um, um, it was it was it was my first school language, but I grew up like from from a, a very early age. I was speaking Mandingo, which is my native language, at home before you know kindergarten or school. Okay. So now, I when when we when we met and we were uh, studying Arabic together, I this was the first language I was learning. And I had like I had poor study habits. I'm like you know I didn't even know what I was doing. And after like sticking with it and like going with the routine, you start to develop those habits. Like what what were some of the things that you did that helped you like memorize those words or like the grammatical law like you know criteria. Um. So, like, when it comes to studying, like, I guess for me, it always depends on, like, what you're actually doing, like, whether it's, like, you're trying to comprehend something or you're trying to memorize, because those two are, like, completely different. Like, when it comes to memorization, there isn't really um, a lot of secrets <laughs> to it beyond, like... Just re re repetition? Just repetition, yeah. Repetition is, is definitely... Um, the main thing there, you know, regardless of how naturally good you are at memorizing, the more you repeat something, the more likely you are to retain it. So, but when it comes to um, like comprehension, um, generally as we were taught like in class there, I always made a habit of trying to go over material like before it's gone over in class. What were those three um study um techniques like how would you say it in english like mutala and Raja. Um, so, you, huh? so you have like mutala which is basically um looking over like material before it's actually covered like in class um and then of course you go in class and then you go over it, and then after that you have what's called muraja which is going over what's well, what was covered in class and maybe like you know, questions that perhaps that you had had before that was answered in class to kind of get an overall understanding of it. And I, I think what's really beneficial for a person to learn a second language is like being able to have their, like, you know, train or like train their mind in a way that it hasn't been before. Because now you're thinking and like, you're trying to think like, in a Arabic sense, you know, like, or in a Spanish sense or French sense, like, you can't, you can't say things like in a, like, in a 
Urdu, you know, garam kutta is hot dog, but that's the literal translation. You can't literally say that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I always like one trick that one trick that I always use when it comes to like learning new languages um, is that I try to see like which structures are similar. Like, um, I don't know. There are certain things that Arabic and English have in common. Like even when it comes to grammatical structure. So I try to focus on those things first. And once I've like gotten a good like understanding of those, then I kind of branch out into those um, like structures that are like different, you know? Yeah. But by that time I would have already like known enough Arabic to be, I don't know, I guess able to get a better understanding of those structures that are different from English. So I, I would think that, that the course really gave us like a really good structure and like self-discipline like we would start the day at 7 a.m go to school come back at like 5 and then we were studying again till like 1 at night yeah uh, it was just strictly like you know every day we had like 200 or 300 new words if we didn't learn it that day the next day we had 200 more yeah, it, it was definitely a lot of work, and you know, it, it pushed us to, to 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 really be better in terms of everything. Like, you know. So, for someone who's trying to like go on this journey of self mastery and get self discipline, like, what are some things that they can do, like, in the macro and the you know, in the mind right now, to help themselves. Um. I don't know, like, when it comes to self-improvement, I feel like the number one thing you should always be ready for is struggle. Because, like, you know, no, 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 no change of that sort come about without, you know, struggle. So you have to be committed to that, you know, self-improvement and be, be ready to go through whatever struggle that, you know, um, that the improvement might, you know, demand from you. Uh, once you face those struggles and you know with uh, with a good intention you apply yourself you'll find yourself improving so um how do you do you think that like a lot of us like get into a comfort zone and then we once we're there we don't like want to leave from that um like a routine i think some people yeah i think that's that's uh, certainly true for some people yeah so how do you like like what what would you do do you, do you think you'd like create a routine like maybe weekly monthly like just organize yourself like what what like how can someone like slowly you know like get gain better time management or like get, go on this path um i don't know like i i sometimes feel like it's it's different for for certain people like I don't know, like, this is kind of weird, but I feel like some people work better in chaos, whereas, like, maybe most people work better, like, in when, when things are organized. But organization can definitely lead to um, frustration, like, to some people that are more, uh, that work better, in, like, in a more unpredictable environment. Oh, yeah, you're 100% right. At least yeah. I feel like... I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's one thing that fits for everybody, but... As far as time management in general, I think the number one thing that's important is prioritizing, like learning how to prioritize. Mm -hmm. um, if you know how to, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. If you know how to prioritize, what were you gonna say? Um, if you know how to prioritize, you'll find yourself becoming more successful at doing important things. What? That, that, that's something that I've seen because there are a lot of things that we have. That, um, that we have to do that aren't necessarily um, like important, but they're things that need to be done. And learning how to balance those things with things that um, are important and need to be done is is very important. So, um, what what is um, one thing that you wish to accomplish before you die? Um, as a Muslim, you know, ultimately, it's always the pleasure of Allah, you know. 
That's that, that that's the that's the ultimate goal. You know, if we if we can achieve the pleasure of Allah before dying, then our purpose would have been fulfilled. So I guess that would be the answer. If if, if you know if, if 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 that's satisfactory, then I will leave it at that. Okay. So if somebody who let's say is you know an atheist or you know they, they um they they're they're not Muslim, what what would you tell them? So they um, what, 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 what my answer, I guess my like uh, non-religious answer to that would be just knowledge in general. Like knowledge is probably the, 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 the thing I value more than anything. So if I can learn as much as I can about the world and you know everything about it and in it, I think I would have you know been happy. I would be happy at the end of my life looking back. So just learn as much as I can, basically. Okay. Learn as much as I can. What What's something you think every person should experience in their life? Oh, man, I don't think there's one single thing that everyone should experience. I think there are multiple things. But amongst them, probably something that comes right to mind is is love, you know. I think I think love is something that everyone should experience. I feel like if... If you live your life and you know, and you die without experiencing love, I feel like you you missed a a big portion of what it means to be alive. You know, whether that love is the love of God or love of an individual, or you know, or the love of helping someone, or you know, or helping someone, yeah, any any form of love, but at a pure and, a, and at a high level, I feel like if you if you haven't experienced that, then you know, you haven't experienced a big chunk of life. Okay. So, what what are some of the goals you have for the for the next year coming up? Um, I'm set to graduate in December, inshallah, in Salem Molecular Biology. Okay. okay. Um, uh, early congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so after that, obviously, um, the next step is grad school. I'm not sure yet whether I'll be going to medical school or if I'll be um, pursuing a different, uh, what do you call it? Oh, no, so is there is there anything you're doing while in school for work? Uh, I just Uber, like I Uber or I do like food deliveries and stuff like that. Okay. that very uh, flexible and also like um, financially efficient. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I remember uh, Brother Khalifa, while we were studying, he would still sometimes go back and like go to his job and like have to do that while being in full-time school and being married and having kids so um where do you find like purpose in your life oh man that's also another tough question um i don't know i guess like Religiously, you know, obviously, I, I would find purpose in, you know, in, in my deen. Our religion already outlines so many things for us, you know, to do throughout our daily lives and also our lifetime. It's the fastest growing religion in the world right now. Yeah, so, in, in you know, in, in a religious sense, I find it in, you know, I find my purpose in Islam. So, whatever Islam has outlined for me to, you know, live by, those are generally my, my, my purpose. So you could say uh, you find purpose in, um, like in everything I do. Yeah. Oh, in, in okay. Pretty much everything I do because every everything is 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 guided towards that you know, towards the the, the, the ultimate goal of being a Muslim. So whatever it is that I do, uh, oh. ultimately should be driven towards that. Oh, so uh, other than your just uh, normal education, is there anything else you have been like learning? recently that you're proud of um not necessarily proud of but i have <laughs> or like you know like happy you learned i have been looking a lot into like uh world affairs and politics and like conspiracies recently so that that, that, that that's kind of been what i've oh okay so now now that's uh, I, i'm really big on that so what were some of the things that you like uh came across <laughs> i mean it's I'm very. I'm still very early on in my in, in my research, but 
Um, as of now, I just I, I can't help to see that um, there are definitely powers, you know, behind like everything that we see, whether it be uh, political movements or um, or philosophical movements. It's just there seems to be people behind these things uh, controlling media and whatnot. So, yes, I, 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 I agree. I think media is like the, the most powerful way to control someone's mind. And that's why in a lot of governments, they, con- they control the content you see. And like, you can't even go on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, especially during the, um, this whole uh, virus or- ordeal, mm-hmm. I definitely saw a lot of censoring going on on Facebook that's, that, that, that are highly questionable. They definitely were taking certain videos down. Um, they were uh, considering certain things as fiction that actually were not fiction through the, um, the new fast, uh, what, what is it called, fact, fact check? Mm-hmm. They have these fact uh, checked, what do you call it, algorithms now that they use to kind of like flag, flag uh, posts and stuff like that. So I saw that being used uh, biasly a lot. Can you give me an example? Um, okay, let me, let me, let me see. Hold on, give me a second. Okay, I'm just trying to get on the same page as you. Like, so I, I'm familiar with, I'm, I know like Instagram, Facebook are always changing their algorithms and like, I'm, I'm just curious to right now too, but just, okay. So just, other than the conspiracies, you know, um, what's like, what role does your family play in your life? Um, and who do you consider family? It's like it's obvious, but that's a tough question. Um, I like for me, I would say I think anyone is I would consider someone family is someone who's there with me, uh, and struggling with me, and then they're also there with me while we're winning. While we're winning. You said anyone who's who's with you when you're winning. No, when they're with you while you're struggling and while you're winning, and you know they're not they're they're there always. They're not just there for the you know in the times of good. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can you know I, I can I can reason with that. I I generally feel like that there are multiple ways of defining family, you know, and some people fit fit into certain definitions, and you know, others don't, you know, like if, if, if you're fi- defining family that way, then sometimes your uh, traditional family members probably wouldn't fit in that because they might not, you know, support you during your struggle, but might come around during your success. So in that sense, you wouldn't consider them as family, but at the same time, if they're, you... they, they are your family. No, no. The reason why I was saying that is because some people like they, they're, you know, they're orphans or like they grew up in foster homes or they never, you know, they didn't know, like, or their parents were killed and like, you know, they like things like that. And like, they, they have a different criteria for what they consider family. So, um, what do you think is, what do I consider family? No, no. What, 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 what roles does family play in your life? Like what, how important is family in your life? I believe that the, 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 not the, the, the most important, but um, one of the important reasons to have family, I believe, is support. You know, uh, family is supposed to be the, 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 the first people you go to, you know, whether, when you're in need, whether like irrespective of what type of need it is, whether it's like care, love or even believing in you and stuff like that. Family is the first thing that should be the first people that you go to when it comes to those things. And usually that that's the traditional family, but that's not always true. So um, that's pretty much the, the, the number one role that my family plays in my life is, is to support me, is to help me grow in, you know, in ways that I would like to grow, ways that's good for me. So how do you, how do you um, give support? while you're trying to get it 
how do you give support while you're trying to get it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. You you do both. Like when 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 someone is in need, you support them, and when you're in need, you know they should support you. Sometimes these things overlap, of course. But um, no, no, like Sam, like for example, you know, like um, you need you you're studying for the MCAT. You know, you need, like, a strong support to, like, you know, keep, like, hey, you know, Muhammad, keep studying, keep studying. But then, say, at the same time, uh, your sister just got, um, you know, uh, abused by her husband, like, physically abused. How do you, like, you know, like, keep your mind, like, give her support and nourishment, but then don't take away from your studying time? I think that all goes back to, like, time management and, like, prioritizing and, and, and understanding and knowing um, what to deal with at what time and uh, knowing which things can be dealt with at a later time. Like if, if I'm studying, if I'm doing a particular study that can be done later or um, I wouldn't be harmed by delaying it, then, you know, of course, if certain, like a family um, issue comes up, I'm needed in at that moment then you know i would i would i would leave the study and go take care of that okay uh, yeah so I, I don't know if that answers your question no it it it, it does so um i mean sometimes there, there, there's a gray area you know you might be in a situation in which um both both, both are both have a high priority <laughs> and they have to be done at that moment but those situations i think are very rare okay so what What's do you think that there could ever be a world leader that has power over all countries? Uh, there probably already is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is it easier to I don't hate? Know about, I, I don't know about a single like individual. Uh, that would be very difficult. The only way that could happen is probably through like an ideology. I mean, it happened before, right? When, when, when there was a Khalifa. because of uh, monetary power or physical military power but just because of you know it's, yeah. it's really okay basically what, what, what I was saying for there to be like one world leader like in these times it would, the person would have to be standing in front of an ideology which everybody follows. Uh, uh, what would Trump have to do to be a world leader <laughs> you said what what would Trump have to do to be a world leader No, like, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to answer that. You don't, no, I wasn't There are multiple ways of becoming a, a world leader. You know, Ideologies aren't necessarily yeah. the only thing. I think money plays a lot of role in it. And um, I don't think any individual has that amount of or that much money. Or so how, how, how important do you think is like money and like attaining money? Uh, everything, everything. So as far as like secularly like everything circles around money man money runs everything the more money you have the more power you have and the, the, the more you're you're able to kind of like direct the world towards you know whatever you want it to go towards because most people most people are controlled by money in one way or another whether it's the media no, and I think like especially like I always have the saying like you know if you don't come from a rich family have a rich family come from you <laughs> And it's not it's not always about like living your like you know in like uh like luxury it's it's about just having your generations come uh, who, who come after you just have it easier for them you know <laughs> so um with that said what what role do you think is like our culture in like how we attain money can you repeat that like how 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 big how, how big does culture play on like money like meaning like what like do you think it um that has a big effect on how much money you can earn i mean uh definitely definitely yeah definitely i mean culture has i don't know has guidelines and restrictions and whatnot 
that definitely plays a role into like your decisions when it comes to you know making money or doing things that earn you money so i guess yeah i would say yes so um for you do you think it's like is it important to like get money for some doing something you you like you enjoy doing or should you just get paid a lot of money for like learning this skill because you went to school and you you don't really have any true passion for it um i don't know i guess that that also depends on the, on the individual but I really think that any individual like they they just haven't come to the uh like that what's the self realization of like you know like doing something that's like sets your soul on fire because otherwise I feel like you're you're just not doing justice to yourself. Um I I think it all it all depends on what the ultimate goal of the person is like some people choose to do things that they don't necessarily enjoy um, in so that they can do what they love. <laughs> you what? know what I'm saying? Like, some people, for example, they, they, they might not know a way of making money doing what they love to do, but they know that they can do something else that they're good at and earn the money that they need to earn so that they can do what they love to do. And I, I think like if the more people we could help figure that out the, the like the better we would be in like coming to like what's the word I'm like you know like like coming in like moving like advancing as like uh as as humans like you know like we have like if you think about it now like I don't know I feel like we have all these like technological advances you know we got smart cars smartphones all these like cool technological advances but like you know as humans, I feel like we, we like kind of like went back to like cavemen almost in our ideology and like thinking and like it's like how close minded we are. Like how, how, how can we like get back to like that, you know, awakening oneself? Like, how, like what, what, like for like self-discovery, you know, like what, what's like, what do your dreams look like? What do my dreams look like? Yeah, like what are some of your dreams or aspirations? Man. Um, I don't know. Like I just, it all goes back to like knowledge again. Like I just want to learn as much as I can and, you know, maybe teach that to people as well, you know. Okay, so where do you see yourself five years from now? Five years from now, um, I don't know, like, see myself in terms of, what, like, monetarily or in terms of, like, teaching? Oh, no, just, br- just as broad, life. just broad. Like, you know, like, do you see yourself living here? Do you see yourself in another country? Do you see yourself um, with, see 20 myself, ki- I, with 20 kids? You know, like, it could be anything. I, I see myself back and forth between here and probably back home, like, Africa. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see myself probably working in a, in a career okay. that... I don't dread like I don't hate. Not that I might not listen, not that I might love doing my job, but um, I, I don't see myself doing something that I hate or that I don't like. Um, I also I see myself um, investing in in, in, in in something like I don't know why yet, but investing in something to like uh, you know maybe down the line make me uh, financially independent from working okay like say like stocks or uh, something like that no probably more like i don't know probably like establishing businesses okay you know something that i can own not just like i don't want to i'm not really interested in having like stocks i want to make my i want to have i want to make my own thing okay that that's that came from me like ultimately yeah, you know, I I I think that's important too. But I I I think uh, like for me, I like think that every person should have like five to seven different avenues of income. Yeah. And um, so what's something you, you know, um, uh, how can I, uh, what is something you know to be true today that you didn't know a year ago? How quickly, like, we can just, like, 
like the 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 economy can switch. <laughs> I mean, I I've been through that. Uh, like, we, yeah. we, we we even like since high school we studied about the Great Depression and all these different like type of economic crises. And history always repeats itself. Right. So, kind of expected that. Not that I expected it, but kind of knew that something that I knew that I didn't know back then to be true, but I know to be true now. Man. I don't know. I feel like life is more about just realizing things that you knew already. That's pretty much <laughs> been how bad life did. So I don't I don't know I don't know something that I thought was false and now it's true. I don't know. If I if I think of anything I'll come back to it. Okay. So um I'll come back to the um to the Facebook thing. There are a lot of uh there are a lot of, what do you call it, censoring of, like, posts and stuff that kind of pointed out evidence that, that were pointing towards, like, evidence that, uh, of the possibility that the virus could, could have, like, escaped from a lab. Not that it was maliciously made to do what it's doing now, but simply that it probably came from a lab and it was probably genetically engineered in some way uh, I, 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 I believe that. I mean, did you did you see that TED Talks with Bill Gates where he was talking about, like, a flu pandemic going to happen? Um, generally, people tend to answer those, uh, answer like that doubt with uh, saying that these things are studied and they can kind of predict. No, 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 not that. Like, yeah, literally, there was a TED Talk on, like, and Bill Gates just said that, you know, in the future... Yeah, like, I, I, I saw, I saw uh, the talk, and he's not, he's not the only individual that had been sharing like that view a long uh, time. Even Dr. Fauci himself, there's a congressional hearing that he was a, um, that he took part in some years ago, in which he himself said also that there would be a, a, a pandemic to come. And I don't undermine the science behind like those predictions. There is a science behind those predictions, so I'm not gonna say like. I don't, my evidences aren't really based on those, and the articles that I talk about aren't really based on those, but they're actually based on scientific stuff, you know, like the protein structure of the of the virus and the things that, that the virus have in common with both of the um, coronaviruses that we've known in the past, like the MERS and the, and the, um, and the SARS. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, I just say, like, every year it was always something, you know, before coronavirus, it was Ebola. Before Ebola, it was bird flu. Before bird flu, it was swine flu. You know, like we always had something. Yeah. Uh, and like, how do you like, like for people, you know, like afraid to go out, like, you know, like all this like stir, like my, co my cousin's a nurse right now. And he, he told me like, he, he's in contact with a lot of the other nurses, like in the city. And they did just out of curiosity. They just wanted to know like what the numbers were like. And he said it was completely off, like media, like on like the deaths and like who contracted the virus. Like it, it was just like really off. Yeah. So so during this thing, I I, I witnessed a lot of that, a lot of like uh, you know, kind of like a lot of rhetoric, a lot of like misinformation or bias statistics. Like just seeing all of that kind of is what kind of taped me off to, into looking deeper into things why why are these people like tweaking numbers like why are they you know uh, oh, ratings bro ratings ratings this is all done for their like you know they want more ratings. that's what i that's what i thought but I, I i've come to think that that's not that's not it i've come to more believe that it, it has to do with funding like i believe that these media companies are funded by different groups of you know ideologies okay who have different agendas and i believe that they push articles that are in favor of certain narrative based on these fundings you know uh, yeah that that i agree i mean that makes it that it makes complete sense and like that's how can you get what's the best way to like push your ideology out is it through the news right exactly. so um what what do you say are some limiting beliefs holding you back from living your dream life? Man. I would say that it's not it's not really beliefs that might be holding me back from living my dream life. More more like I don't know unknown, fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Okay. Not things that I know, but things that I don't know. Okay. I'm not sure of you know. 
the doubt, the uncertainty. Okay, so then what what would be some distractions you realized that were hindering your productivity? Um, I don't know. Most of the things that hinder my productivity are like responsibilities. So, so they're usually things that I can't really get rid of because, like I said, they're responsibilities. They're things that you have to do. Uh huh. So, like, how do you like just you know like? become more like cognizant and like better like time utilization again like it, that all goes back to like priorities you, you I, I just feel like people don't like it's really important to like schedule like schedule your week and your day like even to the hour like even if it doesn't go accordingly to that plan but just having that outline just gets you has you like you know gives you more uh structure Yeah, I think it helps. Uh, so right now, who who is someone you look up to, like uh, whether it be you know um, spiritually, you know uh, intellectually, uh, maybe fitness wise. Man, that's a lot. Um, like it could be any of those. It doesn't have to be all. You know, just be one. Um, I don't know. I, I, I look I look up to a lot of different people for different things. When it comes to like I don't know maybe uh, persistence like when it comes to I don't know like physical stuff or like working out and stuff I'll probably say my wife because she she's been like she's been in a routine like a workout routine for like the past two years like consistently so like that that that's very impressive like for me seeing it like being able to see you know see her doing it like every day or whatnot and, and being consistent. Yeah, and being like, consistent in it—that's definitely inspirational when it comes to that. Um, when it comes to, I don't know, like studying and thinking knowledge and stuff like that, or like intellectual endeavors. I have, of course, my teachers. You know, they—they're always at the forefront. But even besides them, I have colleagues that I really admire. You know, their uh, their uh, dedication. You know, seeking knowledge and things. So, um, what's something that no one else knows about you? One thing that no one else knows about me? Yeah, like, so, you know, just something. I, I, I can't risk that because now you're going to know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, for me, I'd say, like, a lot of things that people don't know about me is, like, I, uh, my passion to cook. What's your biggest passion? Learning, man. Learning. Learning. That's uh, okay. So then, what's um, what's something Learn you you would want to tell your if some advice you would want to tell your like if you could give any three things. Uh, I'm, hold on. Let me figure out how to ask this question properly. Um. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? If I could give any advice to my younger self, what would it be? Um, you're on the right track. <laughs> Just keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you, there isn't anything like. So one thing I noticed is like. If you look at any young person, like the one thing you ask them, like, hey, what what do you want? They always say, I want to be older. You know, I want to grow older. I want to grow older. But then if you talk to any old person, like, what's one thing you want? They'll be like, I want to be a kid again. Yeah, I'm, I'm generally, I don't know, I'm, I'm generally satisfied or pleased with how, like, things have okay. kind of, like, out, like, in my life. Okay, so then what what are some activities that set your soul on fire? That set my soul on fire, like in what way? Like 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 they, they like just drives your passion, you know? Like what are the things that just make you like you know makes like drives your soul, like you know, like you're passionate about? Man, learning again, man. Sometimes like when I figure something out, or I learn something, like I can't 
express to you like the feeling you know that feeling and but, that but feeling. like you go, go like more deeper like what is like you know like learning what like um just learn learning about the, the world around me um like a, any type of useful or like deep insight you know into not just myself but into the world around me you know so what, what are you most grateful for what i'm most grateful for yeah uh, the continual, like the continuous opportunities that you know that we get every day when we wake up. Literally every second, not even when you wake up. Every, every second, every breath that you take is a new opportunity to do something. You know, whether it's to change something about your life or to keep going, it's just every breath you take is an opportunity to learn something, to experience life. Okay, so um. Is there something you dreamed of doing for a long time and you still haven't done it yet, but you know, like you want to now you want to start taking those, uh, like the time to do that. Teaching. All right. So teaching what? Is my teaching is my, as far as career, uh. like as far as a, a, you know, uh, a job or like something to do. Teaching is my ultimate passion. Okay. Um, do you think language? affects how we see the world uh to a certain extent i think i think in the beginning yes or actually maybe i don't know i guess at any point in your life it does to a certain extent yeah okay so what world culture is like most fascinating to you man they're all fascinating bro Uh, if you had to pick one like you know I don't know. That's hard, bro. Like I know my own culture that I was born into, and I know the dynamics of it. I I know a little bit about the Arabic culture. I know some about the American culture. You know, um, they're all fascinating to me, man. They're all fascinating. So, um, do you think that the way we dress affects the way we think? Um, no, I think the way we think affects the way we dress, if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, I, I think that makes sense, but, like, I'm, t- I'm thinking, like, uh, say you dress up, you know, you feel, you dress good, feel good, you know, look good, feel good type thing. Um, I don't know, like, I feel like it, it, that has to, that depends on your conception of what it is for us to look good you know like if you you if you have a, let's say you have a perception that if if i'll give an example okay let's say you think that wearing a thobe is good and it makes you feel good right yeah let's say i think the opposite i think wearing a thobe uh is bad or makes me feel bad like yeah i can wear that same thobe but I'll, I'll have a different experience and, but if you wear it, you'll have a different experience. But it all goes back to like what we think and what we believe, not necessarily the clothes itself. Okay. So do you, do do you think that people are afraid to be their true selves around other people? Yeah, of course. I think that's that's a fact. I mean, Every, like what? what a certain degree you know except maybe people that have a very high level of spiritual training it's like well, you know it's, it's kind of crazy to think right like even like with this like how like we're like transitioning into all like this internet like the internet's becoming everything like how somebody could just tell somebody something on the internet and that like destroyed them like and like ruined their mentality yeah but they don't even know who that is That's 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 definitely true. I, I think I think we're we're created to 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 be like that. There there are benefits to that, you know. Like it's important that we care what people think. You know, it, it's it's it has its it has its place and it has its time. But unfortunately, like many other things, we we don't we don't really know when, uh, you know, when to use certain emotions or when to use certain and when not to. But 
if we lived in a world in which people didn't really care about what people think, I think a lot of people would get hurt. You agree? Yeah. So if if you had to sum up human nature in three words, what would you choose? Vulnerable. Uh, man, you said words too, not even phrases. That's hard. Vulnerable is definitely one. Uh, I don't know. I, if I say weak, I don't know if that would be too close in meaning with vulnerable. Yeah, uh, like say like vulnerable or um, um, nurturing. I would say I would say okay. The, I would say vulnerable, and I would say good, and I would say bad. Okay, yeah. so now to go on that, do you think people are better at creating things or destroying things? I think that I think that's neutral. Like it, it could be either one, depending on why they're creating it and why they're destroying it. Okay. Yeah, but I I think ultimately we're, we're vulnerable and we're both good and we're bad. Okay. So. Um. Now, going on to just you, and like what 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 are things that you do that you like if you couldn't fail like if there, if you, what would you do if i could what if if like if failure wasn't an option like you're not like that that doesn't exist what would you do failure wasn't an option how could i fail at all yeah oh man i would just turn the world into a utopia that's what i would do Okay. Um, what What do you think is more that you need? What What's something you need more of in life, and something that you realize you could use less of? Something that I need more of, and something that I I, I need less of. Yeah. Um. Man, I need more time. And I need less distractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all of us, right, brother? So, how, what, what are like, how do you, how do you spend your Sundays? Man, I don't, I don't have a particular way I, I, I spend certain days. Like, I'm one of those things I just go with the flow for the most part. Okay. Until, like, I have like seasons, you know, like there's school season. Like when school starts, everything in my life kind of revolves around school. When school is over, then everything else basically comes to you know surface. I start to focus on other things that I wasn't able to focus on, like when during school. But that in a, in a random way, you know, not not really. I don't have a particular day set for particular things. I just do them as they come, you know, as they come up. Uh, okay, so what what's what makes you feel the most alive? Spiritual experiences, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what's something you regret not doing, and why? Something I regret not doing. Nothing, man. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would it be? If I could go anywhere in the world. Yeah. satisfied person so I don't like okay. those questions don't really come through my mind a lot like where would I rather be right now or like what would I rather be doing I guess I don't know okay Magic. then alright so say say if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate to anyone what would be the most regret of not t telling someone something what, what would you have told them people that 
I'm I'm not very expressive when it comes to like my feelings or like my sentiments towards people. Okay. But that that's a part of me that I kind of really I'm not a big fan of. Okay. It's mostly natural, you know. It's not intentional, but it's a part of me that I guess if I could change, I might want to change. But I I would want I would want to tell certain people. Like, I would I would want to express my feelings. Like you would want to tell your wife you love her, or tell your, you know, you know, or like tell your teacher thank you, things like that, right? Yeah, stuff like yeah, stuff like that. So uh, how do you manage your stress? <laughs> how do I manage my stress? Mm-hmm. I I know what I can. Okay, so my life is generally very stressful, right? Mm-hmm. But one. One thing I've developed over time is knowing what I have con- what what I have some sort of control over and what I don't have any control over whatsoever. So the things that I can impact, I can affect. I affect those things and I, I try to deal with those situations. But the things that I can't, I don't even worry about it. Okay. Like what? Okay. So just like the that makes sense. Yeah, I don't put I don't put more on my plate than I can handle. That's also something I don't do. Like uh, I don't know, just to come up with like a, a particular example. When it comes to school, for example, like I'm not those people that like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, and then you know take like seven, eight classes. You know, although I do deep down inside, I believe I could. I could possibly do that and, 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 and succeed at it, but I, I know and I understand the reality that it's a very difficult and stressful task. So usually you would never see me like doing something like that. I'm only going to take what I can handle without stress. Okay, so if you could have any three things in the world, what would it be? Any three things? Yeah, uh, tangible, three tangible things. Anything. Yeah, anything. Money is tangible, right? <laughs> I, 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 would, I would want a lot of money. Okay. Like, and two more things. Um, uh, huh? Two more. Um, I would want... I would want to be the strongest person. That's tangible, right? It's physical, I guess. Yeah, you could attain that. You just have to, yeah, like... I, I could, become the strongest man, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so yeah, that I would want to be the strongest person in the world. And um, I would want access to any and every library in the world, including if there are secret libraries. I want to. I want to. Oh, like the Vatican and things of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Now, I think that, like, as, as hard, like, hard as that would be to just, like, fall on your lap, we could, like, attain that as in, like, okay, how can I have this plan, plan of, you know, getting more money and then coming up with a plan and how to, like, you, like, you know, how to achieve that and on top of that, like, with libraries and stuff, but I, I think that the main problem is like having a, a a game plan and like how to how do you like you know strategically like implement it mm-hmm. so uh, what i would say like you know like a tip like you know like you could be like how to become a better you just like okay i'm gonna have all right this is my diet this is my spending this is my savings this is my jobs this is my spouse this is my hobbies this is how I want to relax and then like have goals for each one and how you could like become better in those things. Uh, I, I I think that's like what I'm really trying to push is like how just people could just like, you know, just push themselves to be the better versions of themselves. Do you think um, exercising regularly? Is or reading regularly is more important. Uh, I think reading is more important, but I think both are essential. 
of her. I would say, I, I would say reading, but I would say exercising regularly is more important because then you would have better energy and more uh, just physical, you know, just more energy to do more. Because, like, if you're reading more and then, like, say you don't have any, like, physical activity at all, you know, you're going to be more lethargic. Yeah, I mean, I, I was saying that in the context that I, the person would have, you know, um, obviously, like, daily activities, like, normal activities. But if you, if, if you, if you mean, like, activity in general, then the, the activity is more important because that's biological. You know, you might die even if you don't move around and you don't do anything. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Breathing will be useless if you die. <laughs> so, um, what... What's your dream job? Teaching. Teaching what? Really anything, man. But uh, more probably, I, 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 I probably I enjoy teaching language more than anything. Re- language and, and religious knowledge. Okay. So, what what's something you would want to teach anyone listening right now? Um. I think the most important thing to teach a human being is knowing how to balance being objective and being emotionally intelligent. Can you elaborate on that? Um, Being objective, like, I think in order for any learning to be like, to be fruitful, the person, like, you have to learn to be objective. You have to learn to to not be biased. You have to learn to understand, you know, what things mean irrespective of maybe, like, irrespective of any bias, you know, because like that, you can actually get to the truth. Like that, you can actually learn reality. Okay, like, like to refrain from, like, negative thoughts or, like, your interpretation of a situation and exactly. how... And how to improve your, like, limiting beliefs and, like, how to adapt, like, a, a growth mindset. Yeah, to basically, to, to, to basically be aware of your biases and your presuppositions and not let them influence, you know, your learning. And, like, and it, 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 to be, at the same time, to be able to um, emotionally, I don't know, connect with people as well, because sometimes... One problem with objectivity is that it, it, it kind of blocks people from understanding other people. Yeah, no, I agree. That, that, can, that, that can be dangerous. So even though you should be aware of people's uh, biases and their uh, like assumptions, um, how's that? you should be aware of those things. Like you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't fall into like, those things, but at the same time, you should be aware of it and know how to like navigate through them without, without basically like hurting people or you know being negligent of people's humanity and their their nature. You know? so, so, what do you think is like important? Like, what what's more like you you what's more time you would spend on like trying to teach someone something that could like you know benefit them technologically or like you know like say you create something to like travel time fat like quicker or like um i don't know like help like um you know like uh, elon musk has this new thing that you can like it's like can be implemented in a brain and like say someone who didn't have a limb that could like move it that it this is going to help them move that limb or do you think that like spiritual gain is more important because like if you look at elon like he's very like he, he he can like think of like ideas and like creating and inventing stuff but like beyond that like he like i feel like there isn't like a a wavelength if that makes sense can you be more uh specific know, like, no no like what do you what do you think like you want to teach right what do you want to teach like 
stuff that will benefit someone in coming with a technological advance or more of a spiritual advancement? criteria to measure that on um good question i guess like the biggest criteria for benefit i think to me is happiness you know in a secular sense so whatever brings the most happiness it's kind of utilitarian well, uh, what 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 does happiness mean to you You know, like you, 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 you're that happiness. Like you, you find, you, you find um, fulfillment in every subject of life. Yeah, finding fulfillment in every subject of life definitely brings that feeling of happiness that I was referring to. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I think there are other things too that that bring that feeling of happiness. Like what? Now, now, is there any pseudo things that you think can also like create this facade or like this fake happiness, and we kind of like get in the illusion? Um, no, not really. Like, I feel like there's there's happiness, and then there's there's fulfillment, there's contentment. I believe there are intricacies, like intricate differences between these words. When I say happiness, I may I mean it in the in the most basic sense, that's why I said, like, it's a feeling that we feel. And I think that feeling can come from, you know, multiple, like, things. Like, some people experience it through sports. Some people experience it through doing nothing. <laughs> some people experience it through helping people. Some people experience it through not, you know? Okay, so... Depends uh, on the Okay. Um... No, we'll cut. We'll kind of cut this to end. So we're like we're going on like an hour, and uh, what's if if you can. Uh